Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is the fine fellows of Stone Tribe, Nate and Dan. Nate and Dan, they come from the South mostly. Uh, I, I think Nate comes from San Antonio and Dan comes from North Carolina. So some Southern boys doing some reggae, soul, fusion type stuff. You guys will really like them. Their songwriting is exquisite. Um, they have a new single out called Island Time, which features a dub remix from none other than reggae extraordinaire Ian Young. Uh, I, I know Ian personally, uh, he's a cool dude, and he's also worked on some of our, um, uh, 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 what the hell is the name of my band? Skanks Roots Projects. He's worked with us in our first two albums and we're signed to his label. Well, at least those first two albums we were signed to his label. But yeah, love Ian. He's a great guy. Got to play with him a couple times. So, you know, uh, uh, good times, good times. Uh, but yeah, Stone Tribe, they got the new single out called Island Time. Definitely go and check out their new single. I got links in the show notes. So please make sure you go and follow along. Uh, Stone Tribe will be coming up here shortly. But first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and go check out her Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash She streams Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, I got to mention uh, Saucy Chicken Nugget because he is a streamer too. It's it's uh, twitch.tv slash Saucy Chicken Nugget with one M. That is a father-son stream. We, are, we stream on the weekends. So uh, catch us. Mostly in the mornings, we try to stay, you know, up to date on the mornings. But, you know, here and there. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. Saucy's channel is killing it. Um, you can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch, twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. Go check us out. We're streaming Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, which is probably going to change here shortly just because of schedules and stuff. But yeah, stay up to date with all that stuff. Go follow us on Twitch. If you like the podcast, you're going to love the live stream. Come be a part of the conversation. And uh, let's have a good time together, shall we? Uh, in any case, uh, moving on, go ahead and like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, the whole gambit. Just just go do it. All the links are in the show notes. You can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. I don't know why I went there. It's like, subscribe, review. Like us and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, follow us on Spotify or subscribe on YouTube or Twitch. And of course, you could do the very free thing that's very helpful for the show, which is leave a review anywhere you can. If you leave a review on Apple iTunes or or I don't know where else you can leave written reviews. But yeah, go ahead. We'll we'll read them on air out loud. It really helps the show and it's a very free thing for you to do for us. And it's appreciated. Um, yeah, so I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. Let's get right to the meat, 
the meat and potatoes and we'll meet you on the other side i'll give you a little update what's going on with me so all right guys put your hands together for nate and dan of stone drive Welcome, guys. Could you introduce yourselves real quick before we jump in here? Yeah, what's up, man? I'm Nate, and this is Dan from Stone Tribe, and you're Mike. I'm Mike. That's me. I did it. <laughs> I, I, that was I, a tone, I am me. Oh, that's you guys. And then, hey, there. Now you can see my stupid face. There you go. Okay, that, that was ridiculous. Uh, uh, but yes, I just... Thank you guys so much for being on the show, and and I thought that Morby uh, brought up a great point that it's very similar, but could maybe be a funky coincidence. So, you know, we're talking about the article sound system and the Dua Lipa uh, levitating, uh, the song that's been on the, the Hot 100 hits. I mean, it's a massive success. You know, she's probably made a good amount of money off this, and when you listen to these songs back to back, you do hear a similar thing. So... I don't know. What what do you guys think? And you guys actually have ties to Article Sound System, so I, you know, this is probably hitting a little bit closer to the heart for you guys. So, um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's a a, a funky coincidence, or do you think it's a uh, blatant ripoff? Well, <laughs> as a songwriter, I think uh, we can all say it's the same chords, exactly. Which, of course. That can mean a lot of things because with blues, you always use the same three chords. Yeah. Most pop music's the same. But uh, the rhythm, the vocal melody, the vocal rhythm, it's, it's just like hook. it's a carbon copy <laughs> of the hook. It's the same hook. Yeah. So I personally feel, yes, they absolutely heard that and copied it. There's no question in my mind. And I don't want to be unfair to anybody because, of course, you know, who wants to do that? But I have to stick with my convictions and hell yeah, they stole that. Yeah, I say pay them their dues. They wrote yeah. the song. That's right. Article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> support your article. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, you know what? I, I tend to I, I tend to agree because um, even though Article Sound System is an up and coming band, the song's been out since 2017. <laughs> Morby's convinced. <laughs> okay, convinced. Um, uh, this song's been out since 2017. We just read that in an article. And then, of course, Dua Lipa's song was released in 2020. So, uh, technically, you that they she could have, or the producers, or the songwriters could have heard this song one way or another. I've read an article where they are claiming that they had heard it, uh, but I don't think that there's any solid proof yet. So, uh, but, again... It, it's very similar. It's very similar. It, it's really hard to say that, man, that is not the same. Um, you know, we're, yeah, I didn't know that it had reached uh, on the reggae charts. Their original yeah. song had uh -huh. reached like number two on the reggae charts oh. that year when it came out. Okay. So, like, I mean, it was already notable in that scene. And, and obviously, you know, reggae charts may not get the same notoriety that other genres get in, you know, the mainstream, but it's, if it's number two in the charts, it, people are hearing it whether they want to or not at the right. friend's house, at the right club. Right. If you're hanging out with cool people listening to reggae music, then probably going to hear that song in rotation. So, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, th- that's a great point, too, is like the, the song was already, you know, charting and you don't know who's listening to what. You don't know who's who, you know, like people are out there. So it, it could have very easily been heard, especially if it's charting in, uh, in one way or another. I mean, that's it's just how it works. So, yeah, uh, you know, like when we were talking, we were kind of talking about um, how Tom Petty was uh, suing, what's his name? Was it Sam Elliott? Yeah. yeah. Elliott and Tom Petty. Um, I'm just sort of going through this, hold on, I guess. Uh, yeah, she uh, won't back down. And, or, I won't back down uh, the Sam Elliott song. And then what was, uh, the, wait a second. Does I won't back down. down. Yeah, that's the Tom Petty song. And then... Um, yeah, <laughs> what's funny is Sam Elliott actually went on to cover "I Won't Back Down." Um, the uh, what was the but what was the Sam Elliott song? I can't remember. In any case, you could hear the similarity um, of those two songs. But in my opinion, I was like, you know, I hear it. I hear the melody. I hear what Tom is talking about. But I felt like it was just different enough that it, you know, wasn't a direct ripoff. And, you know, I believe that Sam Elliott, even Tom Petty who said, he's like, you know, I believe that Sam Elliott didn't rip off my song. Uh, but someone who was in the studio or a studio head, producers, it went through a long line of people before it was released. And someone had to have heard that. So, um Sam Elliott music thought. Oh it's yeah, you're right. It's not too. Sam Elliott. Who is it? <laughs> not. We don't have the crystal ball in front of us. Uh, we do have Google though, which can be somewhat of a crystal ball. What's the song that he uh, he sues? I know what you're talking about too. For thank you, Pete's in the flow. I know you're you're right. Sam Elliott is the dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna get this before we move on we're getting this okay we got uh sam smith there we go they quietly settled the lawsuit uh is stay with me stay with me yeah there we go there we go uh was seen sam elliott sing won't back <laughs> which he did actually copy it i guess that i just saw that quickly uh but yeah so so tom petty and sam smith they sam smith was the one who had the uh, just for a correction, just so I'm not uh, sending out misinformation. I don't want to be misinforming people. I don't want to be canceled for misinforming people. Um, so yeah, the uh, so in that song, in the when I when you hear it, I felt like it was kind of different enough. But again, Tom Petty won that lawsuit, and so you know, in the eyes of the law, it was the same melody. So it's very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> it's not the nun- Grundy News Network here, no. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, what do you guys think about the, the Sam Smith song and stuff? Like, do you think that was something that, again, maybe would have... Oh, not again, but do you think that that was something that was a, a happy little accident that happened, or a funky accident, or, or do you think that's something more sinister? I mean, as writers and producers ourselves there's always that fear that something you heard years ago comes back in your subconscious mm-hmm. and you don't remember where you came or where you got it from but you're thinking hey this is pretty cool and you go with it so i actually love watching these uh when these happen i hate it when it happens obviously it's scary for everybody but um when you watch this stuff it's like it could happen to anybody but some of them are really blatant and you can tell this is like 
I ran out of material and I'm going to borrow from where I think I can get away from it. Uh, And other parts of it, it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. similar chords, similar rhythm, but they had a different idea. And I think that one was a lot more inconclusive. Yeah. The one on our plates now with the article sound system, Lua Deep, is like, man, it's, I didn't even know they were playing different songs when they were playing example on the radio. And they're like, no, that's the same song combined. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's pretty scary. I mean, it's the same three chords, but at the end of the progression, they go back to, say, it was a B minor or B minor seven. Mm. Yeah. If musicians and songwriters can't tell that the song itself is yeah. being changed when they change the sample, it's, that's bad. <laughs> oh, man. It's really bad. Right. And, like, again, there was a whole network of people who that song, like, a Dua Lipa song had to go through, you know, and, and, you know, there's legal stuff that goes into these big signed artists. And so, like, a lot of stuff was overlooked and, and um, or at least whether it was intentional or not a lot of stuff was overlooked and uh, whatever the singer wants to say if she's never heard the song or she don't know who the article sound system is it, it doesn't really matter it's like the facts of the matter are like you just said the chords are the same you you can tell you can hear it and it's just like oh this is this is too much um you guys have personal ties to article what can you guys go into that a little bit I actually uh, didn't want to bring this up, but you might want to pull up our YouTube channel because uh, we might have to make some sort of claim in the future. I don't know if we want to go through and do legal Let stuff. the energy. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you, you may want to check out this video we just posted uh, just to kind of try to clear the air a little bit. I yeah, see. we just wrote a song last night that uh, now we're a little concerned might sound a little similar to that one i'm not sure though okay let, let's see let's see what we'll see what we can find here let's go to your youtube channel here and uh wh- wh- where is it a new original song and you just posted this 10 hours ago okay so uh, let, let's see uh, I, I you know I, there's something it's a little sus going on here so let, let's see what's happening with this song hey what up stone tribe just wrote this dope new jam you gotta check it out I'm meditating. <laughs> so that's our new song, and uh, we just wrote it. So let us know what you think in the comments below. It's going to be your summer jam. That's right. We're really proud of this original new track. Yeah, we wrote it ourselves. All by ourselves. Totally. <laughs> totally. We totally did it. <laughs> All that. I'm going to like this, and I'm also going to comment um, if I can. Where? <laughs> We're just a little concerned now that maybe we wrote it with... You know, after hearing one of those other two songs, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a, I mean, you are saying different words. So, I mean, it's, it's different. It's different words. It's different. It's it's, uh, okay. (laughs) So nobody makes melodies like Nate either. So. Oh, he's I'm the, already singing. He's the melody man. All right. Uh, we always figure with like, music that at some point you're going to run out of stuff because mm. it's the same exact amount of notes, the same exact, you know, language dictionary. And yet for thousands of years, well, at least since recording has been available, <laughs> people have been at it. 
And yeah. so it's just kind of interesting that we're still coming up with original music. Well, at least some of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything's been done. Um, but... Uh, I mean, the, you know, because there's that old ad, that old saying, it's like, you know, there's only 12 notes, right? And we're all working with the same 12 notes. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm constantly hearing the same chord melodies over, or not chord melodies, but chord progressions over and over and over again. But, I mean, I feel like if you got something to say, if you got, like, I really love the approach uh, of this new wave of R&B going on where these really simple chords like like uh, Daniel Caesar or Her or um, uh, uh, Janae Iko, they they're using these simple chord progressions, some of them, and you know, and these are regular just pop chord progressions, but they're their flow, their melodies, their harmonies are all ringing something old, something new, and some you know what I mean. So they're we're always building off of something, right? But but it takes uh, you know real artists to go and actually figure out how to navigate that and find an original voice. Um, do you guys feel like you've hit that that spot that where you're able to uh, you know write something original, new, and and you know? Do you feel like you guys are there? You know, that's like an ever-changing thing, but of course. I, I definitely think that both Nate and I have our own voice and sound because um, when you hear us, it's very distinctive. Mm. Uh, and you know it's Stone Tribe, just like you know when you hear Led Zeppelin, it's Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. And right. so I, I think that we're very happy with that. We're really not trying to copy anybody. And of course those things are always going to come out you're playing your influences. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I do think that we have our own sound, but it is ever developing and changing. And that's yeah. what's cool about it. Yeah. You guys, you guys, uh, I, I was listening to your guys' tunes and, and, uh, I was really digging what you guys were doing. Like I, I like, I, I'm a huge fan of psychedelic music. I, I used to like, not used to, but you know, I was, you know, I, I followed the dead around and fish and stuff. So, psychedelic is in my nature and reggae of course is is my shit that's it's always been a beautiful consistent thing in my life uh but yeah like i i, I really dig what you guys do where you sort of mix these different genres i mean even to the point of uh of edm it's like you guys have like sort of this uh you know edm thing going on where you have some remixes going on um what what is it that uh you know like what where are you drawing from and like what do, what was the the idea behind sort of making sort of this conglomerate of sound and uh it, was it something that was you know conscious that you were going for uh not with the edm specifically mm -hmm. that was more just uh availability of like the right partnerships at the time and just being willing to experiment and kind of push the envelope as yeah. much as we could um, we're just always experimenting with different uh, ways to like refresh what's out there, you know. Um, like Dan said, we don't want to bite on anything, but we want to borrow from the roots of, of everything that's good that's already out there and then just kind of make it our own. So uh, with EDM, it was like Funkstar Deluxe. Uh, he's been around the music scene for decades. Uh, I mean, he's best known for the Bob Marley uh remix that he did back was it the 80s or the 90s? Uh, it was 99 uh, sun is shining and he sold like a million copies before youtube existed so huge accomplishment i think that's going gold i don't do they <laughs> yeah. do that anymore 
<laughs> do they do gold? Know for gold anymore? Gold's worth too much now to give artists a gold record. There you go. <laughs> it's like they have some cereal brand or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that that whole. Uh, I don't know how that works anymore. It's like, do you, did you, did you stream, do you gold streaming or, you know, like no one's selling albums really. It's like, did you stream, what did you stream it a million times or something? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how they quantify it. I don't know how they even quantify success anymore. It's just like, I, I guess this works. I don't know. Um, right. it, it's such a, it's yeah. such a crazy market. And when you think about how many people are just adding stuff to Spotify or these streaming services every day, you know, like hundreds and thousands of people all the time. And so like, where, where do you even start and where do you even end with, with quantifying what, what's good, what's not, what's, you know, what, what's successful, what is, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. It, I'm, it's beyond me. For those on the cutting edge, which I've never considered myself to be <laughs> on the cutting edge, but those that are like watching it now, I think are the ones who are excited to watch this chapter fold. And mm. that's me personally, because I haven't been a fan of the streaming is the only way to go. Like, I love it when you have all sorts of different platforms, all sorts of different mediums and um, you know, I, I think CDs are like long gone at this point, but yeah. there are still some stores that are still like, please come to buy our records, keep us in business. Yes. Uh, they have to sell vinyl if they want to stay in business these days. It's true. Uh, uh, that's pretty much the only physical medium that's selling anymore, uh, other than just streaming. And it's only owned by so few uh, different corporations that, you know, it's just really kind of robbing the individual control of the artists and so this next chapter is coming from the cryptocurrency industry yes. of all things and uh they're gonna supposedly give artists the same ability as as any of these cryptocurrencies to just have their own ecosystem and decide what their art's worth how they want to sell it how they want to give it to their fan base and if their fan base really really wants to support that artist, then they have so many different ways to do it. It's so much more inclusive than what you get on all these other uh, uh, different platforms. So I'm really looking forward to that person. Yeah, me too. I, I love that Snoop Dogg is like, you know what, Death Row's an NFT label now. <laughs> Roll a blunt, oh. let's go. You know what I'm saying? Ghost, yeah, man, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And when you look at um, when you look at these other artists who's found a lot of success from NFTs, and uh, Jesus, I can't remember any of them. My brain is it's just terrible. Uh, let me let me just look at NFT. <laughs> Google. I'm a little shocked. How Grimes. That's right. Grimes. Who did you say? I was just saying, I'm a little shocked how expensive it is. Like, I thought as an entry-level product, maybe they'd, like, ease it in. It's, it's clearly <laughs> right. not for the, the folks that are the ones normally buying the CDs. Right, right. Well, buying the secrets. It's the folks buying the, the Kanye car. Yes, <laughs> the Kanye. You, you, every pair of Yeezys comes with a with with a with an album that you can remix yourself. The yeah NFTs to the moon. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah Kanye. 
Kanye is doing something a little different as well, where he has his uh, his little player, right? He's selling his player for two hundred dollars, where you can uh, where you can actually remix the music yourself. Uh, there's effects on it, um, and, and you can use it for your own uh, mixing purposes. And and apparently the the effects are pretty good, and it sounds pretty good, and it's pretty cool. Um, I, I but but you know uh, what was he saying? He said that he was clearing about two million dollars. Um, last time I checked, it was like $2 million he was clearing off the sales of his latest album, Donda 2, with the, the player. Um, I don't know where it's at now, but then I also heard that he walked away from a $20 million deal with Apple Music. So wh what, what is it, what, you know, what is success, right? What is, did, did he get his money back? Did he recoup? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, they, I've only found like one article about it last week. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, I do like to see these different uh, avenues because, like it or not, people looked at the streaming industry as a new way of sort of getting rid of the gatekeepers and just for it yeah. to sort of be captured, to be recaptured by the gatekeepers, right? And now people are like, I got to pay all this money to get on a playlist or or whatever it is. Like, you have to pay. And so the gatekeepers are kind of back, you know, especially with algorithms and and, 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 and uh, you got technology working against you. And uh, I, I don't know, where, how, where, where does this all sit with you guys? Well, I'd say the very same thing can be said about cryptocurrency, right. you know, because it's supposed to be this decentralized thing. However, all of these major corporations and companies and people with most of the money uh, are taking over. They'll find a way. You remember when algorithm was a good word? Now it's a scary one. It's used against me. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, just, I mean, going, like you're saying, like things are getting sort of recaptured or captured by these, 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 these institutions that are being created by the people that are supposed to be sort of decentralized are getting captured by these centralized companies, corporations, um, even, even back, you know, what was it? I mean, pizza, pizza, the pizza, the flow knows exactly about this. We were talking about it back when the AMC thing was going on where people were, um, there were big corporations, it turns out big corporations were sort of uh, dumping and they were involved in sort of manipulating that market as well. They, they saw, and it, it was something that was started as sort of a protest and then <laughs> pizza's still holding by the way. <laughs> pizza's like, <laughs> I could have bought a house, I'm holding bitch. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they artificially blew up the stock market it, all the yes the little investors the retail investors yeah yeah it just oh. shows the power of the people man as long as you put you put unity behind any good movement and you can move mountains with it yeah yeah if it doesn't get captured by corporate interest yeah. <laughs> it, which yeah. which really sucks you know like I, I it really sucks and like when you see the sort of uh, capitalistic and, and vulture the way that they're sort of working now like like with this uh this whole joe rogan thing that happened with neil young a couple weeks ago and it turns out neil young has this the, you know it was i don't think it was a ploy but i think it was definitely they were able to connect it to his new deal he had with amazon music you know what i mean <laughs> so they're 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 looking for ways even if it means destroying someone else's career which they didn't even harm joe rogan's career i mean whatever you, anyone has to say about joe rogan he's fine and like he's more popular now they've only uh they've only catapulted him into the next level of notoriety so 
whatever. But but it's very interesting to me where people are going. And I was kind of touching on this at the beginning with with Kanye West, and and I, I really respect how he goes about his. Um, even if it is a little over the line sometimes with like the rap Illuminati or, or even, uh, with this latest, uh, thing, or even with Trump, I, I feel like that whole MAGA hat thing was part of a marketing scheme because it all coincides with releases. And so that to me, you know, so like people are, 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 you know, the, the, the old days of the overbloated music industry, you know, jet planes and stuff that's only reserved for a very few now. Now people are just trying to find scraps. You know, it's like where can I find it? And it's turning into this really interesting, uh, you know, dynamic where you know uh, we'll just try to cancel this guy to get Amazon Music plays, or you know we'll uh, we'll we'll smash Pete, we'll cut off Pete Davidson's head in claymation style, and 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 that will sell albums and stuff. You know, so like they're fine NFTs and and different ways of playing it. So like yeah, I find it really interesting the, where where people are sort of trying to. Find a way to to make money, you know, or live or exist off of this very difficult profession to go into. Um, musicians into a corner. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Musicians are scrappy. What their capabilities are. I think honestly, that's the part of musicians that we haven't really seen a whole lot of is uh, a unity within the music genre itself. And that's yeah. something I think within reggae is kind of unique from what I've seen. It's it's not a big enough genre for the evil corporation names to be like, oh, let's take this and turn it into our little ploy. Right. I don't think they care yet. Or if they do, the people that actually are at the top of the genre aren't really allowing it, you know? Right. Or, yeah, whatever. But um, you'll notice when you go, you know, festivals, festivals, and like you see the same kind of names and groups and whatnot. Like it's 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 a really good environment. And it hasn't been spoiled by that ugliness yet. Yeah, and it is kind of like a it's an oasis away from all that other crap. I agree, so. and I love how um, you know, like I feel like the California root scene was sort of the precipice for bringing this. You know, even going back to like Sublime and No Doubt and sort of these mainstreams. Uh, that sort of sparked a genre um, where, uh, you know, Southern California reggae sort of sparked uh, a fire that's, you know, burning now, still burning and, and spreading, which is really awesome. You know, like even to the Southwest, my band's doing a festival out there. Uh, what the hell is that called? I don't even know what it's called. Jesus Christ. I'm terrible at my job sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm going to find it. You know, in yeah. Arizona is what I'm saying. Like Arizona, Texas, you know, like going out to these different Florida. Florida's killing it right now with all that. Yeah. Are you guys based in Texas? Did I have that right? So I live in San Antonio, well, right outside of San Antonio, and mm -hmm. Nate uh, is in North Carolina, and we're actually in North Carolina right now. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Right on. Okay. So, yeah, and even North Carolina, I mean, even the East Coast with, you know, like a bunch of bands coming up, and it's very cool to see how this is all sort of spreading, and not to say that the California Roots or Sublime was, the, was, was everything for American reggae, but, you know, it definitely brought it, I felt like they brought it to the the mainstream 
and people sort yeah. of have been biting off of that for uh, for a long time, you know, and, and especially when you go down into Southern California where you get a lot of that, uh, I don't know how you say it without being rude, but they, 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 so, uh, they, so they, they most lovingly call it white boy reggae, right? So like even the bass player of Sublime came out and was like, all we got is a bunch of white boy reggae Sublime wannabes. And uh, I, I think it's funny. And then sometimes that, uh, you know, that whole vibe is uh, sometimes there's ugh, sometimes the vibe can be weird. And I'm not going to shit on anybody or any bands in particular. I love all my brothers and sisters from out west and stuff. But, uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little meh. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that, uh, that, that, that that's an accurate statement? That, <laughs> not white boy reggae and not to shit on you guys at all, because obviously, look, I'm, I'm pretty Caucasian myself uh, and I'm out there uh, doing the bubble. So it's, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not trying to make it about race, even though I said white boy reggae, but there is sort of this genre that they're calling it that. And, and it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, a denigration but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Do you think Sublime sort of started this whole American thing going I think, on? I mean, they were the revival of the scene in the SoCal, you know, mm -hmm. like that was really what brought it into at least the mainstream. Like you said, Sublime was one of the big influences for Absolutely. a lot of people for mm -hmm. reggae in America for yeah. their first time hearing it. If they hadn't yeah. already heard, you know, the old school cats and um, I was just saying the other day, we were talking about kind of our first influences and, you know, I was lucky enough. I had uh, my dad listened to a really huge collection of all sorts of different types of music, and he had a Steel Pulse CD mm. in a box, and that was just something I put on my first reggae experience. But a lot of kids, it was Sublime, right? Yeah. And then they graduated to Bob Marley and you know uh, all the other old school stuff that makes reggae what it is—the roots. Uh, but today, you have this really weird thing where people are trying to figure out where to take it to make it modern but also you want to respect the roots where it comes from and so for us we've always really liked the old school kind of like whalers just vibe and the, the old school uh, way that it's just kind of the foundation of the music and then you have the new school stuff that's a lot more surfer rock uh, i don't know what do you think man so for me uh I would say Sublime is definitely a great band, a great influence, and I feel very fortunate that we had that in our childhood because they're a true fusion band. And reggae is very much like jazz music where it's a fusion type of music, although we actually consider ourselves reggae-inspired because we want to honor those that are doing traditional reggae, and we know that ours isn't anything even near traditional reggae. So we do pay honor to that, but we're a crossover band too. And we hope that that does help us to get further than maybe uh, some of these others that want to just stay in this very traditional mindset of we want to sound like the Whalers or Steel Pulse, which more power to them because we love that stuff too. And that's part of what really got us into playing reggae as well as the spirituality behind the movement. That's a big part of our music as well. Go into that. What, what, what do you mean by spirituality of the music? So, you know, the Rastafarian movement, mm -hmm. um, is a spiritual movement trying to find your connection with God and nature and you in between there and trying to live the best life possible, putting the best food in your body, uh, being the best person you can living with high morals. I think music as a medium too is, is something special that very few genres can do. Um, 
as far as just what do I want to put out there with music, you know? And I think a lot of content that you'll find that's in the top 40s these days, it's not very uplifting content, it's, you know? Wait, you mean you mean WAP isn't uplifting? I thought that was elevating women. Uh, come on, man. WAP, WAP, WAP. It's elevating something. <laughs> <laughs> come on, bucket and a mop, bitch. Let's go. Yeah, I think WAP was like the was like the number one hit for a while. Yes. Like, I, I learned from the first time I heard that song was from one of my friend's teenage uh, kids that was playing it on their phone. And then my my friend was like, oh, this, you ever heard this? And I had to check it out. And I was like, damn, this is what kids are pumping these days. I was like, this is terrible, man. It, it's uh, it's but, not a know, yeah. uh, That's what's put out there. That's what's pushed. That's where the money's, uh, you know, influence is, is poured into. And so what do you expect? And so we decided a long time ago, like 10, 15 years ago, uh, before, way before we ever got into Stone Tribe, that, we wanted to write wholesome music that actually was cool, that makes like people want to jam out to it, but it also has a good message. Yeah. Something that is uh, something that if you hear your kids singing along with it, you're not like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, just, yeah. did you just say wet ass pussy said like what did, what just happened here uh can you can i smell your wop no must be your feet then no okay god damn it. how dare you <laughs> we actually kind of have to thank cardi b and uh megan the stallion because they gave us more validity <laughs> as the counterbalance to their point yeah. eventually that pendulum is going to swing back our way and we're going to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like everything sort of works in waves, right? And and right now yes. we're sort of in this I don't know. I mean, it, it it's being it's sort of being curated as as women empowerment you know what i mean and i, I you know if that no uh, you know it, it, you know it's true you know like if, if you are to criticize cardi b or megan the stallion for anything that they put out then you know you are criticizing women as a whole and you are you are against you know you are you're against women and you're you know like i mean you know how it gets out of control um, sure. So it's really interesting that this is sort of being touted as, you know, empowering women. And then when you look at other countries like 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 China, for example, where they where they don't really have this sort of imagery where they uh, where where their TikToks aren't just like softcore porn and, and, you know, like, you know, food or cooking, whatever, whatever you watch on TikTok. It's all full of like engineering facts and and like history facts and and they don't really show all that stuff. I mean, now that's one extreme to the other. Um, is there a balance where if we are sort of? I mean, in my mind, there's never a way. There's never. It's never okay to sort of like censor someone in that way. Like so, like <clears throat> what ass pussies? Like go on, baby, do your bad thing, whether you like the song or not. I, I support the idea of of, of, of of expressing yourself freely, whereas you got in other countries where if you express yourself freely, you can end up disappeared. So, like, I would rather have that than the other. But what is that doing to our culture? And, and what is it doing to the people it's being directed towards? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, what, what do you guys think? That's heavy. That's a deep one, yeah. I mean, censorship is in itself, uh, like, I think it's just it's it's an inhumane thing to do. It's saying what you have to share is beneath you know the public's uh, you know nobody should have to 
have that kind of uh, experience listening to what you have to say. And it's just like it rules out any opinions or anything out there. So censorship, terrible thing. But what the influence is on, on the mainstream media, what they push, what's on the radio, what's on programming, who they choose to put on the Grammys singing, uh, that, you know, all these things, it's all, it's a push. It's a money-driven uh, thing and i just don't think their goals or morals are aligned on any case to make society better hmm. i think they just want to make more money at the cost of anything and i think that's the unfortunate part is money and you know obviously being kind of the, the root of all evil it's, it shouldn't be the the number one driving factor of our entertainment yeah i think uh you gotta especially allow kids to have access to something that's a little bit more neutral at best that's not neutral that's like that's pretty crazy right that's like what you hear on the radio everywhere number one hit is like that song for a while that's nuts yeah and you know you're raising a, a young woman in this world and they're exposed to that right away and they're like oh well, that's just normal I'm talking about a wet ass pussy you know <laughs> and you know, again, the censorship thing, we're not about censorship, but we are about morality and we are about trying to raise the level of consciousness on this planet. I think that there's a better way to do it than flaunting that, however, to each their own. And we're not here to judge because everybody's given free will and we have to respect theirs and we want people to respect ours. So there's a balance got to find in there. Yeah. But that's not the path we choose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, I mean, and, and in a way, I, I feel like music has always done that it's always pushed boundaries i mean rock and roll you know they they were talking about some heavy you know they were talking about some shit man some heavy petting back in the 50s you know and they just they just dressed it up right they were just dressing it up as something else but parents of that time was just as up in an uproar if not more in this really weird puritanical moralistic you know post-world war ii type situation uh where you're making this 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 where popular music is transferring from jazz into you know into into rock and roll and stuff so even rock and roll was looked at like this and all throughout the you know decades following it's it's always been they're pushing it you can't talk about drugs you can't talk about this you can't talk about that uh nwa was touted you know they pulled them up in front of congress ice tea you know it's always been you know these you know folks sort of pushing boundaries pushing the limit finding where the line is and 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 crossing it and 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 then you know in, in some ways i don't know if it, it was a detriment but in a lot of ways it was it did move uh, us forward in progress and and in freedom of expression, uh, you know it, it's just it, it's just that it comes out in different ways for every generation, and so maybe just WAP is the next generation of, you know the next uh, uh, the next the next iteration of you know pushing the boundaries and and getting you know it's not art full of Hendrix burning a guitar on the stage, but it's close. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, we just get stereotyped. Why I don't like Cardi B? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, the Latinos and the Puerto Rican uh, folks uh, like Cartagena. Uh, oh, stereotypes are there because they came from somewhere. But to stereotype an entire demographic and ignoring the exceptions is no bueno. All people are not like all people, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, 
they do. They do. Stereotypes do come from somewhere. Uh, but I don't know, you know, like, it, like, like we're kind of touching on it. It's like what's being elevated, what's being sort of pushed to the top and who is doing that and for what reason? Why, why is this? Why is it? Is it really a natural occurrence that all these people are, are just loving wet ass pussy all at the same time? Or is it, is it millions of dollars of marketing and, 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 and a whole team of people and lawyers and producers and, and, and videographers and all the, a whole team of people who are, are creating this, this push? Um, yeah. So who is it? Why? Why would they do that? Already be the artist power tour for, I mean, as ridiculous of success as that is. Mm, Uh, I mean, wow, that's crazy to come from, uh, I mean, where she was just five or I guess probably more than five years ago now, but to the level of an extent of a growth of an artist, Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. Uh, so I know that takes a ridiculous amount of work. Uh, it's not my particular forte in music, but I know that it's got a, a place in music. Every Everybody does. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. But I'm just looking at where is the push? What is the mainstream push? What are your kids going to hear? Um, or what's everybody going to hear, you know? What are we actually putting just in the public space nonstop? And it's just interesting that that's one of a long line of songs with just different content that isn't necessarily... Uh, pushing in the right direction yeah. in my opinion yeah that's just but while we're on this subject i wanted to talk about this song that we just wrote it's uh called wet ass penis <laughs> and it's gonna be available uh really soon <laughs> will i help us release that information yet yeah, we're still checking to see if uh, that's been copyrighted <laughs> well that didn't work out there you go that's that's there you go. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. Can I say penis on your show? I should have asked you before that. No, like, you, but you can only say you could say what as pussy. But if you say what as p, p, um, that's that's you know that's that's anti-feminist. That's that's anti-woman. So we're not doing that. Weird ass penis. There you go. <laughs> Weird ass penis. It's that's all better. It's all bent and veiny. Yeah, pizza. Pizza can. Pictured an S for some reason. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's like this weird, weird ass penis. It veiny. It's like the head's flat. You know, it's not round. It's not a dome. It's like a squared off situation. It's oh, well, now we're not being gracious. <laughs> hey, friends, came into. We're actually talking about anatomy right now. <laughs> Robbie, welcome in, buddy. Robbie just walked into this conversation, so he's just like, "Hey, well, what's going on? We're talking about weird ass penises." That's right, Robbie. You, 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 you know, it's like a duck corkscrew. <laughs> We're not afraid to get weird around here. Not at all. Not at all. Now, you guys talk a lot about. I, I mean, listening to your music, you guys. I mean, there's lots of message there, and um, I mean, I hear things like misinformation kind of stuff, talking about power structures. Uh, hallucination and stuff like that like um uh, you know I, there is a tradition of you know revolution there's a tradition of 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 uh, of speaking to power in reggae music um uh, how how have you guys sort of taken that on as your own and what it, you know like what are you trying to put out there and i know you said spirituality and uplifting music but if you could go a little deeper for us and, and especially when you're talking about you know speaking to power and 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 we could talk about hallucinogens later but like especially when you're talking about speaking to power well um 
I think that our message is very simple. It's just about unification. Mm. We want to build our community because when you break down that word, community is community. So mm. when you work within your community, these great things are going to come together. Mm. And so it's that simple. Nate? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. Would you like to elaborate? I am a man of few words by choice. And no Nate will probably fill you in later if you want. Like I should add nothing to that because it's that simple. Well, well, I know there's a song where you guys are talking about taking caps and stuff uh, and, and and stems. Uh, what 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 is your guys' experience with hallucinogens? Then let's just go right there. Uh, well, we do think that things that are uh, put on the planet, specifically uh, it, within nature, that have been uh, experimented with for thousands of years. Mm through science is a use of humanity's development consciously uh, could be something worth experimenting with for some people. Not all. I don't encourage people to do it, but at the same point in time, I'm not afraid to talk about some of my uh, prior experiences and how it's kind of opened up my development of thinking in, in other ways, it opened up uh, just my ability to see myself as a small part of a larger working engine and how humanity is just so fragile at the same point it's just so beautifully interconnected and once you like realize that through whatever experience you need to realize that whether it's that or something else there's a million different ways to experience that that's one way that i did it and one way that i've written about it uh, it's just once you do that you don't you don't want to see wars anymore you don't want to see uh starvation you don't want to see anything other than just like love and support and people just like putting, putting your heart out there for each other. So that's, uh, that's kind of like the base of who I am and what comes out in my music most of the time. Yeah. That was beautifully said. I gotta say that was really nice. Um, you know, it's really just that simple. Damn. <laughs> All right. Here's my take on it. I like it, but I never did it. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> I like it, but I never do it. I learn about myself on mushrooms, but ever since I, oh, had... I forgot, <laughs> yeah, allegedly, um, uh, I have kids and I don't want to do want to anymore. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, you know, like there's a there's certain responsibility that comes with children. Do you guys have kids? Any either of you guys? Yeah, I have a son. He's eleven. Right. I have cats. <laughs> Oh, you got an 11-year-old boy. Oh, I remember when I was 11, I was dropping acid. Uh, could you imagine Whoa. your son dropping acid at 11 years old? <laughs> no, and Zachariah, I love you very much, and you better not be doing that. Do not drop. Zachariah, don't drop. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Uh, no, see, that, that that whole idea of drugs are bad thing, you know, like you kind of touched on it, you know, a little bit when you're talking there where it was like, you know, it helps you sort of get in touch with a, a lighter side of yourself. And um, the idea of just putting all these these drugs into one blanket statement, you know, like just say no or drugs are bad or whatever. I mean, uh, the is there... It, is there in your guys' head a difference between drugs or do you, do you categorize them all in the same as just like, you know, we're going over here, <laughs> that's just drugs? Um, I don't know. Uh, I have my own opinions, but I'd love to hear yours. Well, I would say if you can use these uh, drugs or natural plants as medicine towards your healing pathway, 
then I think they're okay. Becoming reliant on any of these things is very dangerous. And I personally feel it connects, disconnects you with the source of all energy, mm-hmm. you know, with the creator. Yeah. So that's my perception. Yeah. 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 I think it's really, uh, for me personally, and my thoughts on it have changed over the years. So, you know, this is where I'm at now. Mm. So any friends watching this that are like, wait a minute, I was a different person back then. Uh, but now I definitely am uh, just more in tune with like what's natural. So uh, mm-hmm. if it's growing on the earth, I'm not as afraid of it. If it's man-made in a bathtub, I ain't touching it. And so <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair judge of yes. know, a little song. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I definitely like so there is a difference for you both where it's like there is different categories where one is sort of a healing uh a healing side to it and others like you're saying is sort of uh will disconnect you. Uh, like like for me it was alcohol, alcohol and well heroin, but more alcohol than it was the other and uh, alcohol was one of those things that just uh it was the direct opposite of of anything that that was helping me or healing or anything like marijuana for me is still a very useful useful tool or medicine or medication like anything else like 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 uh like someone taking you know valium or or selexa it's like for me marijuana can do that and it helps in that aspect and so i still find it to be a useful thing but anything that's not so useful or or not a a, a you know an ally in my life I'm very much, let's get that shit out of here. Uh, was there any time in your guys' life where you guys were involved with the the other side, the bad side of drugs? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I've experimented uh, and then took experiments, you know, into habits. And yeah, uh, I definitely feel like there's a lot of things I could have done better in that realm. Uh, but Thank God I'm still here. And there's just, man, there's a lot of people that don't make it out of that. And that's one of the worst things uh, that I'm watching uh, in our own country right now is just that downfall from uh, everything that's going on the last couple of years and how drugs have been really uh, taking a lot of good lives. And I'm just so happy that I didn't have to be uh, and that I can still be here and help people that are struggling with that. So for what it's worth, if you are somebody out there that's struggling with it, Reach out and Stone Tribe will literally respond back to you and be there for you anytime that you need it. Because I know people that do struggle with that just sometimes need to communicate with somebody who wants to listen. And yeah, we'll listen and we'll play you a song. That's right. That's on the reel. And uh, to further that point, I actually just lost a friend and went to a funeral on Sunday. Ugh. And he had a bad addiction for a long time and he was sick. Yeah. Uh, these aren't things that I feel that people should go to jail for. Um, being addicted to drugs because they're not going to get the proper help in there. They're going to become addicted to whatever that legal dope is. I don't even know what's called Fentanyl. methadone. Fentanyl. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you need someone to talk to, we want to keep people away from those uh, those bad man-made drugs. We just we can't support that at all. Yeah. And we want you to find your pathway to healing. We think that blocks uh, your path. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at these last two years and, and just the idea of, uh, you know, overdoses and how many people, you know, over this pandemic have lost their life to fentanyl overdoses and, and, and on top of that, you know, suicides, mental health issues and stuff, um, you know, like it's all connected, right? Like mental health and and, and, uh, and, and addiction and, and, and behavior, you know, it's all sort of connected and um, I don't know what... what what does mental health mean to you guys? Is right that now, it's about giving yourself time to decompress more. <clears throat> and life is just sped up, you know, more and more and more. And I think it's like that for everybody. Like, it just feels like with uh, all the different, you know, toys we have, gadgets and gadgets, and just how much is expected of every person in today's world that you just don't have time, you feel like anyway you don't have time to just give yourself uh, some downtime, some time to decompress and, and meditate or, or listen to some relaxing music or, or just be in the, in the quiet of uh, somebody who you enjoy their company. Um, but that's like, you know, that's why we wrote this, literally the song. Um, and this wasn't like, a, <laughs> this wasn't meant to be a, an interjection, but like the song that released today is literally about this. It's about um, me, myself, and I, this year, making that commitment to myself. And so that's part of why I moved. Um, actually, just getting out of the area that I was in that was just so hectic and hard for me to relax and, and actually take care of myself. And so uh, I had to make some big life changes. But um, a lot of that was just giving myself more time. So hmm. like that was a big one for me. <laughs> yeah, and I think Nate and I got into music for similar reasons. Uh, we both lost people very close to us in our immediate family at young ages and it completely changed our perception of reality and put us on this path that we wouldn't be on right now probably if not for those things my little sister passed away nate's father passed away oh, man. and um, because of that we're really trying to find out you know with the trauma that we dealt with how can we help others because we've been able to find ways to better our own lives through gratitude practices, meditation, prayer, uh, spirituality, connection with nature, connection with your fellow mankind. And I don't think that everyone realizes this. It's just such a simple thing. And I'm not some brilliant guy, but we are absolutely all connected. We are, we are all here for each other, to help each other. So I truly hope and pray that everybody realizes that. Simple. Yeah, no, the... the that uh the the that you were saying something about like you know you know supporting people and, and and maybe jail's not the right answer for that what what do you think is the right answer for the for for when you're when you're dealing with you know you know addiction and you know mental health and all that yeah that, that's a tough one but you yeah. know uh throwing the book at them and just uh throwing them away lock and key is not going to help them and that's the one thing that I do know so I do know that there's good natural ways, uh, places, safe places for people to go where they have counselors that have gone through these, you know, addictive things. And it's always going to be there. It's going to be a personal choice. But if they can get off these drugs without the uh, withdrawals killing them, then there's a chance. And big shout out to Kyle Smith. Love you, Kyle Smith. We're glad you're here with us rocking. And your story is extremely inspirational. Yeah, about that. Who's, Kyle, uh, who's, who's Kyle yeah. Smith? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Oh, okay. yeah. So Kyle Smith is a, 
our Cali reggae buddy that's just killing it on the scene. He's uh, touring with everybody. He's the man. He just did a Sugar Shack sessions and it's killer. He's got a powerful story that he kind of emerged from uh, just really fast too. Just uh, his turnaround personally, his story that he shared on his social media. I don't want to share it for him, so go check him out. Uh, yep, at Kyle Smith, I think it's. Uh, yeah it's just really powerful story uh really cool how he uh turned his life around real fast and now he's just got like this awesome new uh scene going on and he's just making waves really cool to see it is yeah very I've, I've never heard of kyle. wait is kyle from was he in a different band I don't recall i think he's just oh been, no never mind I, 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 he's the guy that started a band because Still does like acoustic sets, even yeah. Does the full band sets uh, at certain shows and stuff. So yeah, and his fans are the coolest fans. I mean, they are so into what he's doing. And Kyle, what you're doing is great, brother. Just keep going and keep supporting those that need the help the most, which are the people addicted to heavy drugs. You know. Yeah, I I, I love it when musicians go out of their way to talk about these kind of things because I feel like that it's a or anybody of influence is talking about what they've gone through because it's super important that people know that that musicians are just people too and that they're not some god that's above anything or above mistakes or or reproach it's like it's uh it's beautiful and then to be able to see them succeed and grow um, that's important. That's really important. And, and that's, I mean, I, I talk about my addiction openly, which I've been doing for years, but whatever. It, now it's like second nature. But, you know, like at first, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about. But I do think that, you know, as as my influence grows and as this show grows, it, it, that it is important that, that, that I'm honest about how I feel about these situations and I'm honest about who I am. And, and, I think that goes a long way, when, especially when you're building a community, because they get to see what it is that uh, you, you stand for, and you, get to, and, and you get to really know someone. I can't stand, like, some musicians will come on here, and they'll be very guarded, which is okay. I don't, I'm not judging, but I, I shouldn't say I can't stand it, but it is, to me, I feel like it's an artist's duty. It, like, I always play the, the, the Nina Simone thing, where it's an, it's an artist's duty to talk about yourself and to talk about what's going on around you, uh, in my opinion. You know, like, of course, you, party, if you want to talk about wet-ass pussies and shit, cool. But it, 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 for me, being an artist, I, I feel like it's, it's important to sort of express myself honestly in what, uh, you know, what I'm doing. I want to read this uh, from Samo here. Uh, the reason why things are such a response and repeat is because there's money to be made. Fixing the problem doesn't continue the wheels of greed to keep smelling. Rehab is for the rich and famous. Ooh. Just think about a Jim Morrison or Jimi Hendrix without drugs. A straight-edge hipster doesn't hold the magic or the allure. Hmm. Now, that's another interesting point is where um, the, the actual system that you are a part of sort of promotes or even... Um, you know, uh, allows or facilitates drug use or, or makes it, glamorizes it in some ways, you know, like with Jim Morrison, yeah. when you look at Jimi Hendrix's stuff or, you know, these guys are all strung out of time. The rock star life, right? The rock star lifestyle of drinking and partying and carousing and stuff. You know, some of these, uh, some of these, uh, you know, some of the music industry is, uh, you know, almost promotes this. I mean, it's been very well known that, that, uh, 
that, uh, you know, the label will send a guy out there who will go and score for them just to keep the shows moving, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, you know, what comfortably numb, Pink Floyd, you know, it's, it's sort of all about that. It's like just a little pinprick, you know, now you can go There's on. and Yeah, you can't deny it. You're right on, on the point. There's like a creativity that I'm sure was influenced mm-hmm. in, in the right sort of way for that song or for that artist. But man, wouldn't you love if those artists lived longer? See like Jim Morrison do another four albums with the Doors or see, you know, uh, whatever there's so many artists that their lives got cut short you know hendrix just because they they uh took it too far and so yeah with that comes the sacrifice of what could have been right like pink floyd's a great example because they're still around and i love some of the stuff that they've put out uh after 32 years old and a lot of the other artists passed yeah (laughs) yeah no, yeah, I mean that that's a whole nother side. I mean, like just the idea. I mean, like when we're talking about, you know, mushrooms and stuff and, and they can be inspiring as well. Like, um I, I don't know if you guys have ever been in in like a like a jam when you're high on psychedelics, but you never. can <laughs> never not do that. And never. I do not recommend it. Um, I, I don't recommend it to anybody who hasn't had experience with uh, the drug itself or with, with hallucinogens. And, and if you're going to do it, do it with a safe group of people. Do it with people that you're comfortable with. Maybe do it with people who are experienced in it as well. If you are going to do something like uh, hallucinogens, uh, you know, not endorsing that, but think about what you do before you do it. it that's, that's, a, that's a good way of going about things um but yeah the 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 these drugs can be inspiring um look at the bird bird uh charlie parker you know like he believed that heroin made him play better and did it i don't know i don't know if heroin made... <laughs> he certainly That's was better as a... <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah. what'd you That's say a good tolerance there well, it's uh, well, he, I mean, I feel like he would have been better if he didn't die of heroin or alcoholism, you know, <laughs> I feel like it would have been cooler if he was still going and was able to make more music. But, you know, like, is the, you know, are these drugs facilitating creativity or are we facilitating the creativity or is the combination of both is like, you know, where, where you know, I, I don't know, uh, but I, I know I've had some beautiful experiences making music while being high, really high on drugs. Um, the intro to this, this, this song, the, the intro music for this podcast was done while I was tripping dick. Um, and I was just like, I had like the whole song came to me in an instant, and I was able to like, it was the first time I was really able to take an idea and put it out into the real world as I heard it in my head. For the most part, which you know, so I mean, it was like one of those really oh, interesting. Makes sense now. <laughs> but was it? I was the- wondering when I heard it. I'm like, I wonder if he was. <laughs> no. But like, but ah, I mean, ah. for for whatever it's worth, you know, like I'm, and, and I'm not saying that that song's some sort of masterpiece in any way, but I am saying that for me, that was something really cool that happened while I was really high on drugs, and it turned out to be the the intro to this podcast. So it, it's it's a uh, you know, it, it's it, there is inspiration there, but then there's also the the, the dark side, and, and when you go too far, it's a hard thing to comment on because, like, obviously, there's there's 
no reason to unnecessarily influence anybody, mm-hmm. but I've gone through my own experiences right. and I feel like I'm a better person for going through my own experiences. Right. But I, I again, like found a way to not take it too far. And thankfully the friend group I was with, you know, uh, supports you with that. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, just make sure you got good friends around you. They're looking out for your best interests and, uh, yeah, they won't let you go too far. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, sometimes they, they, sometimes they encourage the the. the I have those friends too. That's why through the hope. Yeah, no, right. That's why you had to like sort of separate yourself. Same here, man. You know who they are. <laughs> you know who you are. You sons of bitches. Uh, you got kids listening to Little Peep, Little Uzi Vert, Little Pump. So therefore, it perpetuates the stereotype of Jim Morrison's and Jimi Hendrix of this generation dressing rap music alone. But then again, if Jimi Hendrix and Morrison would have lived, would you think they would have went to Kiss, uh, the, oh, the Kiss route uh, like Jim, uh, Gene Simmons' marketing ploys? Lick the toad. Uh, yeah, you know, what would have happened if they would have kept going? And, and I totally agree. There is this, this drug movement in, uh, you know, this sort of emo drug rap movement that's you know really capturing the youth whether they're talking about you know lean this which has always been a part of the hip-hop community is talking about drugs and stuff but like they've really focused in on emotions and 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 drug use and and also like the satan imagery which has always been a part of you know rock and roll and stuff but i I find it interesting that it's sort of being co-opted now into the hip-hop world of you know satanic imagery and and the the heavy use of of drugs and stuff like that right about bath salts and shit. <laughs> yeah man i mean it's so pretty dark stuff. yeah it is dark uh i mean yeah and you know like uh uh dan you're saying your spirituality your connection with with god is a I, I, you know do you have sort of a traditional Christianity connection to it or is it something that you sort of, it's, it's, it's beyond that. Um, and then, so, and then if it is a Christianity thing, do you, do you, how do you see the satanic imagery that's going on right now? Um, yeah, well, um, so I was raised in a Christian family Mm -hmm. and I have, uh, very many like Christian and Rastafarian, Mm -hmm. um, faith-based ideas but i personally consider myself just a spiritual person that's trying to connect with the creator the source and that source to me um, is based on love unconditional love what christians refer to as the word the messiah i mean there's there's many ways to say it but uh, i personally don't choose to Put myself into the category of an organized religion just because i feel that the church has been has done some dark stuff um even down to that thing you're talking about that satanic stuff and you know i really don't want to get too far into it because i don't want to be disrespectful to anybody that's not my aim at all and i know that my knowledge is very limited uh but what i do know is that i want to be the best person that i can and i want to use all of my energy to put that forth into the world mm. Mm. So, so you don't, you don't want to offend the Satanists? 
course. I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, just just by I mean, you know, just by talking about some of the the stuff that you guys do talk about, I mean, could be yeah. taken offensive, you know? Like, I mean, some sure. so I mean it, it's really hard to just sit there and be like, I don't want to offend anybody, but I mean, no matter what we do, I, I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> we offend I mean, people constantly. And it's it's just how it is, I suppose. Um, I like the conversation part of like humanity, and I don't think there should ever be a, a problem with having healthy dialogue mm -hmm. if, if there's differences. When you get into like religions and moral values and family values, obviously it's a, it's a tight rope to walk, and you know nobody wants anyone to feel isolated or like you know like your opinions less valuable than my opinion so that's where we're coming from yeah of course but at the same point in time it's like yeah we're gonna hold true to our values and we're gonna put it out there in the world and if you choose to tune in awesome we're gonna lift you up with us and we're not gonna you know we're, we're not trying to come down on anybody on anything we're just trying to lift you up with us and hope you ride the wave that we're riding it's a lot cooler than your wave we're just basically saying that there's this angel battle <laughs> Angel battle between light and darkness, and here yes. we are. Choose yeah. your side. Yeah, no, no, for real. You have to. No, I feel that, and as I get older, I feel that even more and more. You know, like I feel like there is sort of this light and dark uh, battle that's being fought, and whether it's you know Satan and God, or or I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a religious scholar or anything but you know you know what i'm saying yeah, there is there's that's the, the force or or you know the what's the the force in the dark side right like so there's all kinds of different ways to put it but yeah there's always this eternal struggle for good and evil and so what is it are we are we good are we fundamentally good i mean since this is all coming from man is it that we are good and and or or and we have evil in us or 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 whatever you want to call it darkness in us or are we mostly dark and we're we're we're, we're trying to embrace the light i don't know what what, what do you guys think what are are humans just yeah, fundamentally dark well down to love for for me it's just like you know uh Love is like, for lack of explaining it any other way, it's just, it's, it's how every human wants to be treated at your core. Like that's how every single human being wants to be treated. Nobody wants to be beat, criticized, or, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to just be loved. So what does that mean? You know, it does mean acceptance. It does mean uh, the ability to feel embraced. And it does uh, mean that you're interconnected with somebody and, uh, unconditionally accepted and really there's there's the light on the dark side on that right yeah. it's like yeah they'll, they'll take you just like this side will take you but i think if if anything means anything uh love is just that's the only way to to, to go you just got to have it in your heart every day and what you bring out to the world if you're if you're just trying to just be the best person you can be and, and aim for something that means something and you just gotta show love. Yep. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like, uh, and 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 you know this this whole darkness and Satanist sort of movement that's going on. Like, I, I'm thinking of what was that? What was the dude in Texas? Astro World? Was it Travis Scott? There was yeah. a, there was a lot 
you know, people were, when you hear people talking about it, they even say there was a darkness, you know, and that's imagery, you know, imagery can shape a lot of, you know, feeling, obviously. That's why, that's why the church is so popular. Well, I don't know how popular it is these days, but that's why the church was so popular on one aspect is that you're gathering in a group of people. It's a community with the, this guy in all these robes and there's incense and the lighting's right and the, and the sound is perfectly tuned and has a great reverb that uh, spreads throughout the entire yes. church and community. And it, it's a show, it's a performance and, and it, in some way, and they're selling, you know, hope and, and understanding of the universe. So it's a, you know, it's theater, it's theater in my, in my opinion, in a lot of cases. And so is, you know, with Travis Scott, with the Satanist thing, is it just theater or is this something that he truly embraces? Because according to the crowd, it was something palpable. It was something they could feel and everything went wrong at the end of the show where people are getting crushed to death and, and, and people are being ignored as their, as their screams went unheard. So it's like, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. I guess you guys touched on it. It's like, what do you embrace? Yeah. I think now more than ever, it might be becoming more real than shock factor. Cause we mm -hmm. grew up in the era of, you know, the, the Marilyn Manson, Manson shock factor music where that's mm -hmm. just how you got into the, right. the headlines and, you know, whether you believe or not that he was doing crazy rituals or Ozzy was biting the heads off of bats. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know, probably not, but uh, <laughs> that was shock factor stuff. But right now you got Kanye doing choir tours and you got Lil Nas X selling shoes that are marked as Satan shoes with human blood in it. And I mean, they've taken it to a whole other factor that mm -hmm. it's more real. It's more actual tangible now. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. If you go to Kanye's show, you're going to be in a church environment mm -hmm. in that environment that he was doing. Maybe that's your first experience in that environment. That's pretty real for some people. Absolutely. Uh, bought your first human blood shoes. Maybe that was your first <laughs> pair of human blood shoes. And that was a real experience to have a uh, human ritualistic shoe that you could wear. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's more tangible. It's definitely more in your face. Mm -hmm. I think it is making people have to think about it more. And maybe that's part of the great awakening that we're all feeling is people are having to yeah. think about it more for the mm -hmm. first time instead yeah. of just being shocked and booed and awed by it. It's actually like real questions. Should I buy some human blood shoes? <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. It's not some. even money anymore. I got credit cards like everybody else. <laughs> Should I put it on now? Is that kind of tarnish my reputation with god i really like the shoes <laughs> <laughs> these are really fashionable <laughs> yeah no it, it, it is it is a weird time it is a weird place and you know a lot of this i feel like has been accentuated by <clears throat> the pandemic you know and and people with isolation and you know we we're talking about mental health uh, the escalation of mental health and um, you know, get, get everything's sort of coming unhinged, it seems, you know, and, and, you know, art does seem to reflect the world. And it does seem like there's a certain amount of darkness that's sort of taken over and captured uh, humanity at this point. I mean, we're sitting here on the precipice of World War Three. And, and, you know, we, we've got shoes with human blood in it. You know, like, I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's just a strange time to be alive, um, uh, but but it's uh, also an exciting time to be alive. And 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 with this darkness comes the opportunity to show light and shine light on it. And so, 
why not? I, I, lo I love that you guys are that, you know, that's what you guys are embracing and that's what you guys are coming, um, you know, promoting. And, uh, you know, again, Island Time is available currently. If you guys want to go check that shit out, let's, uh, let's listen to a little bit of it. Do you mind if I play just a little bit of it? Oh, I mean Oh, oh, I canceled us. My bad. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry, we guys. Done. <laughs> Not enough human blood canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to this preview uh, uh, of Island Time, which is available today featuring Ian Young. And now, did Ian produce this song or is he just featuring? So he remixed uh, and produced the remix on that. So the single's a two-track single. It's an A and B track. Oh, okay. The original one's just uh, our version, and then we had Ian Young do a whole remix reproduction of it. Uh, okay. It's like a dub mix. It's really cool. Oh, sweet. Is that, uh, is that video online? Is, is, that, is that on your YouTube where, where there's like – or is that a different song? Because I saw a video where you guys are – there's like a live dub system. It's just the, the mixer. Mm. Yeah, that's just a little preview for the song. Oh, okay. I think. We're not done with the music video yet. We're really close. Okay. We um, have an Island Time music video. Oh, wait. Sorry, I just started playing over your talking. Please, what did you say? Oh, no, we were just saying there's this uh, video, music video for this that we thought we were going to take a little longer on, but we're actually really close now to releasing it probably in the next few weeks to a month or so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll talk about that. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Island Time, and, uh, and and we're gonna jam out, guys. We're gonna we're gonna jam out, guys. Hold on. All right, there we go. I think that's a great example of you guys because you can hear so many different influences and in, on what you guys are doing. Like, I mean, I hear almost like '60s in it. You know, there's it's obviously reggae, obviously there's some psychedelic uh, notions to it, and uh, back here, uh, awesome guitar. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, so so I mean, like uh, you were talking about a little bit earlier with the that the song is sort of about mental health, and you kind of come in. Uh, Nathan or Nate, you kind of come into terms with your mental health. Uh, I vibe with this. Good, Robbie. I'm glad. Everybody. Oh shit. Hold on. Let me put the link in the show notes here, guys. Or show notes. God damn it. The the chat. Show notes are on podcast, which this will be a podcast as well. Which I think we are doing. Okay. I'm just gonna drop the. There's the link, everybody. Go go click on the fucking link and follow these guys up. Make sure you guys are staying up to date with them because they are uh, they're killing it right now. Uh, so, so you were talking about it was sort of uh, coming to terms with mental health and stuff like that. Uh, uh, what, what is it? What was it that you were sort of coming to terms with? Like, what were you? What are you? What are you sort of getting past? If you don't mind talking about it. Uh, really, just uh, for me personally, it mm -hmm. was being in the rat race, so to speak, being so consumed with uh, my job at the time and life's demands that were not important or priority at all towards 
my longevity, my happiness, uh, my spirituality, my growth, like the people that, you know, my relationships, uh, just stuff taking me away from what mattered and what was important until I just literally forgot, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I just felt really uh, like trapped and, and it wasn't the pandemic or anything. It was just everything in life that I let get to that level, overwhelming. And so uh, when we wrote Island Time, we were just in that moment of like transition. We were talking about it a lot, like making changes uh, in our lives to allow more time to do uh, the, the project and to really just kick it in another gear. And so that song came out because it was just like, we're going to like force ourselves to like go on the island time for a while. And if anyone's ever taken a, a trip to an island or really anywhere that's like old fashioned community, things move slower pace. Yeah. And if you're from the city and you go there, it's like a really shock. It's, it's like the pace of life is kind of like, it takes some adjusting because uh, it's so slow. Service is slow. People move slower. The traffic is slower. Everything's like, come on, come on, come on. And sooner or later you ease into that, pace yourself just you know assimilating into the vibe and the pace of life and it's like it's a mental thing almost it's like hey if you allow yourself time to not be in a rush if you allow yourself time to be in the moment more and not try to like please everybody else try to please what matters yourself your creator your independent relationships with those who matter most that's what matters that's what we're here to do and then your community from there and then yeah I mean, do what you got to do, pay your bills and all that stuff. Don't let it consume you. Yeah. And that's what this song is all about. It's like, hey, man, take a chapter out for yourself. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's where we were and where we kind of transitioned from and where we're going still. That's gr- that was a great description. And, and yeah, that, that's awesome. It's like sort of taking time. What's up, Dex? What's up, baby? Uh, yeah, the taking time for yourself. Um and like supporting yourself and lifting yourself up. I, one thing that I always bring up here is like when you better yourself, you're going to better the people around you because I always yeah. use this example. So sorry, guys, but uh, for you guys hear me saying this a thousand times, but like I used to be like 300 and some pounds in high school. And to be able to get past that and, you know, start with a healthy lifestyle and, and, and turn turn my whole eating habits and stuff around, um, you know, like... When I lost all the weight, I had so many people hit me up online or in my life who were like, dude, you, I saw you lose the weight. And I was like, I, mean, I just thought you were going to be a fat ass forever. And then you inspired me to, to, to go and do it for myself. And several people, several people. So it's, always, uh, so it's always cool to see that when people sort of take on their own individual, uh, you know, problems they take on their own they take responsibility for their decisions and in turn that sort of lifts up the people around them and you're lifting up your community and because if you can't take care of yourself if you can't love yourself if you can't make time for yourself you're never going to have time to 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 help your community or to help the people around you or help the people that you know that you love or, and lift them up and so i i think that's a great thing uh, island time yeah that's beautiful man get that island time i mean you fucking hawaii you're going 50 everywhere like you know and then 20 in the cities or so it's like i i feel that i feel that i love that feeling that's why i love living in ob in san diego because it kind of captured 
you know, that beach town mentality. There, there is something about a beach town where you're near the ocean, where everybody's sort of taking time for themselves and, or, you know, basking in the sunlight, the ocean, and, and everybody just moves kind of slower. And, and, and uh, it, it was just, it's a, it's a dope thing to sort of see. It, it's really interesting to see that as well. It, it, the city could be a hustling, bustling city, but there's this little beach town in the middle of it. Everybody's just chilling. <laughs> no one's going fast. Everybody's just hanging out. Oh, you love, oh, we love your I'm hot now stories. All right, settle down, Cartagena. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving Dutchman, I'm very sorry. We, I don't have Baby Yoda, and so uh, there, I don't think we can do Baby Yoda unless there is, unless Baby Yoda can find Baby Yoda and bring Baby Yoda in here. But uh, other than that, we might have to save that for next time, my friend. So uh, I, I, I will redeem it. I'll keep it up there. I'll keep your points. I'll hold them. And uh, oh, and if anybody doesn't know who's here, you guys have questions for the band. Uh, feel free to use a fresh bar or our channel points, and you can ask questions of the band directly. Um, yeah, how'd you guys link up with Ian? Yeah, so he was just someone that we always followed, hmm. and uh, we were looking to get a good remix, and we'd heard some of his stuff, and we just reached out to him, and he hit us back, and. <laughs> There, the is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Ian is uh, Ian is that guy, right? Like Ian, you could just sort of like, "Hey, man, I need this and that." It's like, okay, cool. Here's my here's my rate. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he heard the track. Uh, he'd already heard the track before I reached out uh -huh. to him, and he did oh. the track. So I would think it was kind of an easy way to, um, you know, get him involved. And right. we feel very fortunate. Thank you so much, Ian. Your mix is. So incredible. That bass, man, the bass hits hard. Dude. Yeah, Ian Ear is just phenomenal. He, I know. He, kills he works it. with Ayaterra amongst many other people. Mm. Yeah, he, he kills it. No, I, I agree with you completely. And, and the way he's, his his workflow is incredible too. Like to see him work and stuff is, is wild. So like, uh, yeah, he's quick and he could, he, and like he, like he, it, it's not like quick and like, uh, I'm just, here it is take it whatever it's like a very well thought out um piece and and he's efficient. yes very but he's yeah. just efficient he knows his gear he knows his studio and i respect that so yeah. much about uh musicians yeah. and and especially producers and mixers it's uh, just so good to have fresh ears on stuff these days too. like the more and more that we graduate into the next chapter of our own personal writing capabilities and stuff just to get some other fresh ears on our music is really really something we value a lot lately uh and so we're getting more and more artists to collab with us and more ears uh to do mixing and mastering and yeah. remixes and stuff like that's just so valuable you know you just get Absolutely. this cool like get their vibe on it their take on it and then it's some cases it's a whole other animal you know yeah. what we do they take it to this whole other level. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually, uh, Danny Cow mastered our original version of Island Time. And if y'all don't know Danny Cow, he works with The Green. He's worked with Beck, Willie Nelson, Hyrie, amongst many others, the elevators of good nature. I mean, the list goes on with this guy. He's just a legend. Yeah, that guy's got an ear of gold. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the stuff that he's done in the past is like I when you started mentioning uh you know like hiring and stuff it, it clicked in for me. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's really awesome. You guys got got him on this track to to mix and stuff. That's 
That's dope, man. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, you guys, you, do you guys do your own production and mixing and stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah, we do most of the production mixing. We're trying to hand out some of the mixing for the same reasons we just mentioned, just right. to get some ears on it. Kind of gives it a different perspective, but a lot of it's done in-house. That's dope. Yeah. So, and, and uh, you know, you guys got really great video content up. Are you guys involved in that at all? Yeah, this dude. Okay. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the people, uh, pro- actually all the people that have done film work or photography for us are professionals in the film industry. So, yeah, we have a really great pool of resources. Uh, I actually work in film and TV. Oh, sweet. And so I know a lot of really incredible people that are just nice enough to realize that we're broke and uh, know we'll mow your lawn every day if you need us to or buy beers after Yeah. Trade is invaluable. Yes, I agree. I agree. We barter, uh, trade and barter is is, is amazing. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I really dig when artists take it on themselves to sort of, and of course it can get a little overwhelming, and and that's why it's you know like I think it's that's great that you're saying it's like hey we're also gonna farm some of this out because you know we want new ears, but also it's nice to sort of. Let other people handle things. Did you say that? I don't know if you said that. Maybe you did. But I wish I'd said that. I didn't say that. I feel like I should. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's in my opinion, that helps. Because I do mix and master my own stuff too. But like the last track I released, I was like, fuck this. I have way too much to do. I'm gonna hand this off to someone I really trust. And and it came back just how I wanted it. So it's like you find your people, you find your crew, you know how, and, and being a good like business owner is knowing how to, 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 to hand out jobs, tasks, and, and knowing who's right for what. And uh, that that's, there's no shame in that game. But I, I also really love that people, when they take it upon themselves, you know, I know a lot of like hip hop artists who like they're their own film filmographer, you know, they edit their own stuff, they mix and master, you know, they do their own graphics, they're doing all marketing, everything, everything. And, and, you know, for those who can do it without sort of burning out at goddamn, I applaud the shit out of you, but you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a successful, uh, you know, content creator, musician, rapper, especially Jesus Christ, like to be a, to be, I know so many out of work rappers. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, it's, 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 it's scary. It's a full time so, job that usually pays nothing. Right. Uh, Unless you're actually at that point where you're making something. Again, it takes harder and harder work these days because of the platforms being what they are. People don't. Back when I first got into music, I remember how we made uh, any money in the in the project I was doing was we hustled CDs at the mall. Oh, um, you know, <clears throat> we literally just grabbed like backpack and, and we burnt our own stinking CDs on our own computer and we sharpen them up, put them in those little colored thin cases, whatever the hell those were called, jewel cases. Jewel cases, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, we'd go hustle those for five bucks at the mall and that's how we made, you know, any money to put towards the band. That was like my first stuff that we did. You can't wow. do that nowadays. You don't even know what a CD is. So. Yeah, it's like no one's taking CDs right now. You can't hustle a stream anywhere. (laughs) Yo, stream my thing. Pay me a dollar and I'll play this song for you off my phone. (laughs) Um, No, I... uh, The the last time I was playing... I played Cal Roots Festival... 
2018-17 there was a dude trying to sell his cd in the crowd like i'm just walking through the crowd and this dude's like bro and he like had it down to you like he put the the album in your hand you know like they'll just come up and be like boom put it in your hand exactly hand it to them so it's in their hand so it's that much closer to to a sale oh, wait there's more <laughs> yes those tactics and i gave him like three bucks because i just loved the hustle i was like bro i will jam your music here's three dollars now you gotta leave because i'm really high on drugs right now so you gotta leave me alone <laughs> it, was a, it was really great and then we went and watched revolution from the side of the stage and it was like incredible and this like plane flew over right at this like crazy dub part and everybody just cheered and it was just like a really beautiful evening so it was like um you know it, it, it we're talking about drugs again of course <laughs> but, but i i appreciate those uh those those people who are still hustling even if it's sort of an antiquated hustle hey you're out there you're doing it goddamn you're doing something you know it's something uh, you guys uh, mentioned meditation earlier. Um, is, is, what is there like? Do you guys practice meditation? Is it something that you guys do uh, a lot, or either of you, or, or is it something that you sort of come to once in a while? I mean, is it a practice for you guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally multi uh, meditate multiple times a day. Oh wow! Like as soon as I wake up, that's the first thing I do. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, because the reason that I do that and I encourage others to do it if they have trouble with meditation, because um, you're already rested, you're likely not going to fall back asleep unless you want to. Yeah. So if you really focus on your breath and just focus on that and relaxation only, it's really easy to get a deep, relaxing experience. And you can go out into your day completely refreshed, energized, and you know help other people that don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. The, um, what, what did you, what sort of got you into meditating and like how, how, and, and, uh, what would you like, what sort of pushed you into it? And then how did you like, and then what, what was the benefits that you noticed? Yeah. So, I mean, just trying to deal with my own trauma going through life, um, trying to figure out how do I heal myself? Yeah because I felt compelled to help other people from experiences that I've been through. So I've always been on a pathway of reading books about how do you heal yourself? How do you connect with other humans? Why did you come to this planet? I've always been drawn to the metaphysical section of the library. So I was that weird guy. I got the hair for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so meditation has just helped me to let go of anxiety that's created by a very busy society just going into traffic, you can see that we have a very sick society because everybody is so self-absorbed when they're in their car, especially there's this extreme ego that comes out when you're behind the wheel. And when people get out of their car, then they, they're the nicest person in the world. But you got someone behind the wheel, all of a sudden they're a different person. So these are the kind of energies that we need to acknowledge if we want to change and become better. <laughs> this is my perspective, at least. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like your sort of, uh, I don't know, is that, or your example of, of uh, or the reflection of society is this clusterfuck of traffic and 
and people just sort of there's these they have these like two ton barriers between them and another human being, so they think they're unstoppable, and it yeah. sort of reflects how we re- act on online, right? Like we just we feel like yeah. we can say whatever to whoever. It's like when we're driving, we could just say, "Hey, fuck you, buddy," and and say, and there's not gonna be any consequence. I'm in a fucking two ton fucking barrier, you know what I mean? And tell that person is a psycho and like starts following you, you know, and then things can get weird real easy. I was thinking the same thing driving this morning. Crazy. I'm in your head, Carter Gina. I'm in your fucking head, bro. Um, but it's like, it's a, it's a, uh, it is, it is something that is scary that we have sort of this, uh, this apathy towards each other in certain aspects of our day, you know, but like, you know, when I'm not in my car, or if I'm not online, you know, I'm a decent person who just, you know, has opinions and has loved ones in their life. But once I get behind the wheel, once I drink too much, once I fucking, you know, I'm, I'm online and I'm fucking raging online and going on tangent, you're a different person. And it comes out and, and, it, and it's part of that darkness that sort of comes out of us when, when, when we think we're somehow, you know, insulated from repercussion. Yeah, uh, we tend to say things that we may not fully agree with because we haven't thought about them enough. We just tend to have this regurgitation of the mouth, you know, and just stuff comes out. And a lot of times we don't think before we speak. But when we speak, we create this energy. And many people don't acknowledge that every single word that we put out is an energy. And then once you realize that, you probably will start to become more careful with the words that you use. Yeah. Yeah, the what what was this uh that 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 beautiful thing that meditation helps us getting in touch with is 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 mindfulness, right? It's like mindfulness yeah. of of your behavior, what you say, what you do, trying to live. Yeah, it is weird, right? Well, you, Robbie is saying he, he rages more online than IRL. It, I mean, it is interesting. <laughs> it happens, but it happens, you know? Like, I, I'm the same way. It's like if I see someone say something, I've, I've backed off that a lot just because I value my time more uh because there's been days where i'll spend the first like two and a half hours just be like no fuck you oh fuck you you." it's just this you know shit show and pissing contest that goes nowhere no one's convinced otherwise no one's changed any minds everybody's just becoming more emboldened in their weird thought process so it's like it's useless it's fucking useless and 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 i'm i'm fine you know I, i can live without it Social media, it, it, I, I'm trying to get a better relationship with it, and it, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have an aversion to it as well. We are only on there specifically to reach people because we care about people, and we want to yes. get our music into people's hands because we do feel like we can help them become a little more positive and focus on the positive instead of the negative and build up based upon gratitude. And that's the only reason why. That's it. <laughs> we're only. That's fuck social media. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I will say that I've had I've had a, a weird. A, oh, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. Not only do you look like Terrence McKenna, but you have a flip phone. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what what? So in your pursuit of cutting yourself off from too much stimulation you've gotten a flip phone yeah now like if you get a hold of me good job because you had to do it i'm not just available for everybody hey that's that's part of self-care right 
Yeah, and I've got a home line. You can leave a message on there. And when I get home, six o'clock, I'll call you back. Hey, leave a message. That's tight. Damn, I like that. I really like that uh, that you have that that barrier there. That that sort of that wall of protection for yourself. That uh, you know, a lot of us are left ourselves very open and vulnerable to. Hey, right here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, it's, of course, I'm not away from that. I sub Wi-Fi in my house and all that other stuff. That of course. We, most of us probably know isn't the safest thing based on the radiation that it's creating. Ooh, um, I like balance, that. Bro. You're going to go down the rabbit hole. Be careful. Yeah, we don't want to. Don't take me down the rabbit hole. I've already been there and back. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wi-Fi radiation. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're, we're going yeah. there. We're going there because that's amazing. Radi- Wi-Fi radiation. <laughs> it comes right up, bro. <laughs> of course it does. Well, you can... Uh, Listen to any microwave expert, which there's many scientists that are microwave experts, and you can listen to them talk about Wi-Fi, and then you can decide for yourself if you think it's safe or not. But there are no, but there are currently no known health risks in humans coming from Google. Now here's the thing: Are you looking on Google or are you looking on <laughs> DuckDuckGo? Oh, oh, so there's a difference. Well, of course there is, because you know the media censorship is real, and we all know that. Yeah. Uh, they are the ones that control everything. Therefore, they control what content goes out, and we all have to be aware of that. I agree with. But that. anyways, uh, there's there's uh, again a big rabbit hole that you will go down with a lot of this stuff. But deep down in my core, I just know that I'm trying to be the best person that I can, put out positive music that I know that will help people. Mm. And I'm a big time metalhead. I grew up playing metal, tons of metal bands. I love Slayer and Pantera, and, you know, a lot of the big guys and. I may not like their lyrics so much, especially now these days, but man, that music, it just speaks to my soul. Yeah, It helped me get through a time when I was going through depression as a child because of what I saw. And then I got angry. I got into metal and I felt better, but I hit a wall. Eventually it was a dead end and I needed to pursue further. Why am I angry now? And I found this pathway of spirituality and letting go of these angry feelings and forgiving and just trying to focus on gratitude and being the best person I can and to figure out how to use my gifts to help others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that, <laughs> there, there has to be, a, like, like, like you did with your phone, there has to be sort of a barrier. Because and, and you know, and a lot of people know, I, not everyone knows, but mo- a lot of people know that there is a, <laughs> there is a war out for your mind. Uh, not to quote Alex Jones, but there is, you know, there is a war out for your mind. And uh, people are trying to suade you, whether it's corporate interest or government interest or, or you know, technology, techn- technocratic interest or whatever. Uh, there is there is there is people actively playing with us now. And, and, and you see it with, you know, with with all this crazy stuff that's going on in, in Russia and Ukraine where like, we don't know what's true. You know, I, I like that's another, some of your lyrics where it's like, we're being told different things um, by different entities and we're not sure. 
if it's truth, we're not sure if it's if it's made up. You know, like the the what's that the ghost of the ghost of Kiev or something? It was just some video game. Like some of these images that are coming out from you know the Ukraine Russian war going on right now, or the invasion of Ukraine is, is like these are coming out of video games, and this is getting posted on ABC. These are supposed to be our trusted news networks, and they're they're videos from like ten years ago. It's like all. All these different images that's being served up to us what you know like why are they being served up what what's the purpose why who's trying to do what who's trying to convince who of what and it's always exactly. just and, and these so, are the questions that we all need to have absolutely absolutely and and so when i see you with your flip phone and you know like to me that's the most woke thing i've seen in years <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, if you want to get woke, cut yourself off from these fucking different sources, man. And it's, you know, like you said, yeah. you mentioned DuckDuckGo, and and, and uh, I think Brave is Brave another. I have it on my phone here. If you guys ever are, are uh, yeah, Brave, um, yeah. Quant, different different search engines give you different information. And it's very, very interesting to see the difference in search results. And so I, I don't know, man, like what, how do you guys disseminate information when you guys are, are trying to be informed on a subject and it could be whatever the subject, but, but how do you guys disseminate? How do you find, what, what paths do you guys take to sort of get to the truth of, of, a, of a subject of interest? Yeah, that's a, that's a very hard one. You have to look at tons of different sources and then you have to weigh in with your own intuition what, um, what you feel is real. You have to start to open up these other senses that you have. It's not just five senses that we have. We, people are realizing we have much more. And when you meditate, you pray, and you realize the energy that you're putting out that you can get back, you'll realize these things. Uh, you have to look through multiple sources and then, yeah, trust your intuition. And I don't have a better answer than that, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge for everybody right now. Just discernment and uh, your you know, your better judgment based on every experience you've had in life that you know to be real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, lucky my wife and kids at a friend. So nice to have some time alone. Rare. Oh, my God, Robbie. In, in, enjoy that. Enjoy that time. Uh, yes, I am man. home in bed with my dog and I hurt, I hurt back. But getting, uh, getting high and laying in bed listening has made my afternoon. Robbie. Love you, baby. You know I love you, boo. Yeah, ah, thank we, you. We, Enjoy. We, we'll we, send you the super vibes. There you go. There you go. Um, That's right. So what what is your guys' plans and uh, any releases, any live shows? I know you guys are mostly studio band at this point, but uh, what, what's the future hold for, you know, getting out there and, and uh, you know, you just released your single. Everybody go and check out uh, Stone Tribe's latest song, which I'm just going to put the link in here. And uh, Island Time, and uh, go check it out. Uh, but but this is a single, so what's on the horizon? We got albums, we got tours. What, what, what's going on with y'all? Yeah, a little bit really of all of the above, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, we're hard at work on a new album. It's our first full length album, um, so we're about I don't know half halfway into that whole debacle. <laughs> <laughs> What makes it a, a debacle? Lot, you know, a like people don't realize what goes into writing an album in general. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you 
have just two members. So we're doing obviously all, all like I mentioned, all the production, that's all the different instruments that go into it, all the different uh, takes of recording, everything's being mixed, produced, and, uh, you know, just a lot, a lot goes into it. And we're trying to do at least 10, 12 tracks uh, yeah. to make it like a legit full length album. So uh, it's taken its, its toll. But at the same point in time, we're having so much fun. The music that we're coming out with is the best stuff we've ever come out with. We both agree. It's so fun. It's so unique. And it's so approachable still. It's like, man, I don't know. It might be just the right, you know, ingredients that we finally figured out. And so we're on this this mission to make this approachable, but also really come from the heart. And I think we found the right balance for that. Yeah. So really excited to share that. Um, that's going to be probably at the summertime maybe towards the end of the year we'll see as it progresses we'll keep people in the loop yeah please uh, do. Man, we're just uh we're we're waiting for the the demand to do like a big live tour honestly mm-hmm. we just figured we're going to do this a different way to um you know to try it because we, we've toured we've done like the live band thing every single week and you're always out doing shows yeah. and every you know every day is dedicated to practice or gear breakdown gear setup and it's, it's a really busy lifestyle and it's one great way to build your band up and another great way and in, in the current era is uh coming out with your stuff putting it out there and streaming it and if people like it enough and they want to see it live then you build the demand that way that's what we're trying to do it's kind of unique but uh yeah. we're going to put together a small dj drummer uh, ensemble we'll have a cool little live setup for certain shows and little small little pop-in live performances we'll do but no big tours until people are like all right guys what's going to take to get you on tour and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see where we're at yeah 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 going on tour right now or or i mean right now especially but i mean geez as an independent band doing it all yourself going on tour is i mean it just it's costly i mean there's no way to put it it's like you're either breaking even or, or or you're paying and um you know no one no one wants to pay to play but you know that that's sort of this old model of thinking i i think you know like when you have uh especially over the pandemic when you have the rise of live streaming like twitch i mean twitch has grown exponentially in the last couple of years especially since i've been a part of it uh you know, there's just different ways to get it out there. You know, I mean, you guys are a studio band. You guys are doing pretty good with just, you know, doing your online marketing and working remotely and, and sort of putting it, putting your resources in, in different areas other than, you know, renting a van or buying a van and then paying all these musicians and then dealing with hotels and fucking where are we going to eat and I want my stipend and my tum-tum hurts and I'm not playing and all the shit that goes with having a, a collective of human beings all trying to exist in a small space for hours on end just to sort of get out and then put all your energy on the stage and then try to go to sleep uh, afterward. You know, like it's a, it's wild. <laughs> you don't want to point your fingers, but you drummers, we know about you. <laughs> yes. Yes, drummers. You sons of bitches. I love you guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that, yo. I feel that with the drummers. I do. I do. Oh, it's I, the drummer. He's always the guy that's like, I'm not going to play this show. You suck. I hate you guys. And then he's there at the very end. I ain't fucking crazy person. How do we deal with this? How do we keep dealing with this? But we love you, so we yeah. do. Yeah. 
be yeah. cool if they got a Twitch and did live shows, then the concert is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always, I always give up, give it up for Twitch. Twitch is such a awesome uh, uh, platform for for live music right now. I, are you guys familiar with Twitch in any way? I don't know that we've done much on it, but we are like expanding into every platform that we can find that's mm-hmm. worthy of at least being on. And yeah. so it's probably one of the many yeah. that we're signed into that we're not actively engaged with yet. Yeah, we've never even been on our own TikTok. We are like we're on <laughs> profile pictures in black and white. That means it's really old. So that's the last <laughs> pictures. We haven't updated it in a while. <laughs> Yo, you know, everybody at their own time, obviously you guys are finding your success and in, in what you're doing. But yeah, I I definitely would, you know, I, I tell everybody to look in the live stream and even if it's not on Twitch, I mean, YouTube is great for it. Uh, Facebook sucks for it, but you know, do you boo? Uh, but, I signed up and yeah. canceled a TikTok account three times. <laughs> we, like signed up yeah. for it and then said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm out. Then we canceled. We're like, we really should do TikTok because everybody is on yeah, TikTok. It's just. And then we're like, I don't want to do TikTok. Kill it. Cancel it. Yeah. I'm taking the stand. And then we're like, man, but like so and so just did this video and it's like, you know, 100,000 views. We probably should get back on TikTok. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a double edged sword, and you know, I don't want that shit on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's 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 the devil tiktok yeah let me tell you uh, yeah I, again again everybody just just take a sweet look at it uh can you put that up again for us uh yeah, yeah let, let's see that sweet, sweet. it's because i'm really a big star trek fan so i was like scotty i know you're out there get me the out of here <laughs> <laughs> Carnegie, I'm not playing waiting for tonight right now. Okay, you're gonna have to you you get to save that for Raider Stream. Uh, they, they're calling for uh, me to sing J Lo, and I refuse. Um, so should we do a little acapella J Lo? <laughs> waiting for tonight. Oh, with you, will be Waiting for tonight. What was that? Yeah, it is. Well, Wait, I. I Sprinkle a little blood on it. <laughs> Where's those images of Satan? Let's get that in here. Uh, no, but 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 for just to kind of circle back to TikTok, uh, TikTok is the devil. Uh, but um, wartime on TikTok is crazy to see all the shit. And and who knows what's real, what's not? But you are seeing like you know firsthand experience with soldiers on their TikTok and like floating on on a on a fucking on a uh like Russian soldiers are doing their own TikToks from uh uh from from their parachutes and they're just like yeah we're about to go invade and shit it's wild so i mean it's just it's nuts but also um TikTok wow. has is becoming a very popular live streaming platform where you can actually make good money off it i'm seeing a lot of really good musicians who have great setups and of course you got to like sort of fit it in this little you know little uh screen but but it's really interesting to see um and and they're having streams that are like high high quality you can hear all the instrumentations beautifully that it's all dialed in and 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 they they're doing it through TikTok and they're making good money. I mean, it's not the greatest money. It's not you know if you're if you come from the live gigging world, you know that it, it can be a viable way to make some money. 
I, 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 it's not always that, but it can be. So it's just really interesting what you can do with these platforms from your living room and you can reach so many more. I mean, my wife played for, what was it right now? My wife was playing for like 15,000 people or something like a couple of weeks ago, just, you know, just hanging out <laughs> 15,000 people just, you know, living their lives, listening to her player ukulele. So it's very, it, it is amazing. And, and so I always sort of go for, you know, I always sort of push that, but Obviously, again, you guys are doing great with what you're doing, and and you guys are. The thing is, is that you guys are open for new ideas, right? Like even from the start, we're talking about NFTs and different ways of getting music out there. And uh, so, what's beautiful is that you guys have open ears and open eyes, and you guys are allow these sort of new ideas to come in. And and, and I think that's amazing. And then you have people who are just sort of like so blocked off. You know, it's like I only I only go play live music. I only lug my gear around everywhere I go for little pay and, and drive hours and hours and hours to play for 10 people. Uh, and that's mostly the staff, uh, you know, and like I, I got to do it like this. And it's just like, you know, there's other ways. I'm not hating on the people, the troubadours, the ones who are out there on the road fucking playing. My boy Matt uh, Matt Suarez, who is on Twitch, is is a Twitch partner, and he does live gigs all the time. So it's like he's hitting both worlds, you know, and he's doing really well. He owns a house like right outside Seattle, you know. So it's like he's doing well with just music, and he's looking at these different avenues, and he's open to it, and he sees the future. And yeah, man, I mean, I think that's the, the live music fan. I think live music should be just everywhere. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, I'm always when you go into like a downtown city and you don't see more of it because i always felt like man what what's a great ambiance in a restaurant somebody over there playing piano in the corner live piano you right. can feel the music you can't just yeah. you know, hear it come through the speakers or whatever you can go and request a cover from them if you want throw yeah. a phone, you know, tip their way or something it's like an it's, it's an experience yes uh my issue with like why they haven't made it a bigger deal is just because like man they they don't pay shit so nobody wants to go play it right especially now it's like you know uh, it's any other artist any other professional you know there's a certain amount of stuff that you want to do for just getting it out there but then there's also like hey my time's for something isn't it to yeah. all you people enjoying this art that they're putting out there so go and tip the piano player in the corner if you want to see him around more often go and throw a few bucks in the guitar player on the sidewalks case instead of walking by because they're freaking earning it. Mm. you know they're like actually out there entertaining your ass for sure so, I, I I love that uh, I love that song that that girl it comes from TikTok but it's like what is it it's like it cost that much because it took fucking hours and it, it just goes on <laughs> it's so good it's like it, every artist hears that is like yes I know exactly what this lady is talking about it's like yeah it costs this much because it takes fucking hours it, it, it I've dedicated my life to this and for you to just be like you can accept this. This is okay. It, no, it, it, that's the beautiful thing about artists and, and being your own boss in that sense is like you can sort of level up to where you want to be. If you want to be that that working musician who's hitting all the bars and restaurants and weddings and all that shit, beautiful. Do your thing. Um, you know, like, but but know your worth and and know you know know your network and 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 it's do your thing. It, it's. I encourage anybody to go spread art in any way possible, and and and, and if you can make money, great, do it, do it, do it to the fullest. 
um, you know, just, just, I don't know. The internet did such a weird thing to art. It like yeah. devalued it in one aspect mm -hmm. by making it like replicatable on mass scale and available now to anybody. Music, you know, pictures, you can pull up Mona Lisa right now and you got it right there in high definition on your screen. Yeah. You know, why travel all the way to France and looking at the Louvre or whatever. Yeah. So it's just kind of like people have that instant gratification option. But on the other end of it, it's like now you can reach everybody, whereas these independent artists could only play their blocks, you know, yeah. before they could play their downtown yeah. area. They didn't have the ability to go and reach somebody in another country or to reach somebody across the, the U.S. and another city. And so it's it's really weird. It's like how you use it and how effective you are using it is the determining factor of whether you're successful or not. Yeah. It's uh, it's like internet is the key right now. It is. It really is. And you got and you guys are taking advantage of that, and you're doing you're doing an awesome job. Uh, it, it's, so we're 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 wrapping up here, and so I I would love to you know get any kind of final thoughts or or anything that we should be expecting or anything that you want to sort of put out there as we uh as we say goodbye. Uh, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate oh, yeah. your time. And, uh, I love the depth of conversation that oh. you put into your work here. I think that's just an awesome uh, thing to peel back some layers and get to the real of people and their why they do what they do. So I appreciate great that, experience. So yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks everybody for tuning in, checking it out. Uh, Island Times new single, so I'm going to plug that obviously. But uh, um, subscribe to our channel as well. You know, for what's going on. There it is. Uh, Great new music around the corner. And, uh, Danny's children's cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Who does it? Yeah, that was random. I don't even eat cereal anymore. <laughs> Unless it's children's cereal. <laughs> Tricks are for kids. Yeah, they, yeah. they Just really marshmallows. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, too much sugar for me these days. I can't handle the sugar. Isn't it funny how how like you get older and food turns on you? <laughs> Yes, it does. It tells you, your body tells you what you need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, uh, Nate and Dan. You guys are awesome. Fuck it. Everyone go out and click on that goddamn link right now, Stone Tribe Music. And if you're listening on the audio side of this, go into the show notes and click on the links provided and go support your boys. And uh, yeah. Thank you guys again, and uh, I'll be in contact about the audio release and all that stuff. So uh, I, I appreciate your time as well, and have a lovely rest of your day, guys. Thanks, brother. Thanks, awesome. everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Peace out, y'all. Thank you, Nate and Dan, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Everyone, go check out Island Time, the latest single from Stone Tribe. All the links are in the show notes. And, of course, that also uh, uh, comes with a dub remix from San Diego reggae legend Ian Young. So go check it out. Links are in the show notes. Okay, let's catch you all up on what's going on right now. Besides my son driving me nuts trying to touch my stuff... Uh, while I'm recording, <laughs> he's like trying to reach over the computer. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, but anyways, we're, we're moving on. Uh, we've been moving for the last two weeks. It feels like it feels like we've been moving for months, but um, it, it's been wild. Uh, 
there, you guys have noticed that there was a uh, some music stream with JT and the Conspiracy, and then there was a solo uh, solo podcast that I put out. I, I'm telling y'all right now, it's it, it's wild. So in the next coming weeks, there it's gonna be a little erratic with the releases, as in I'm gonna be releasing probably more solo stuff. Just so you guys are aware, it's coming up. Uh, moving is taking a toll. I'm going to be changing schedules with uh, with my job. So things are a little bit wild right now. So I, I appreciate y'all uh, sticking with me and, and coming with me in this weird journey. You guys know how it goes. If you've been with the show for a long time, you guys know that uh, I... Um, that this show changes and it, and it evolves and that's what's happening again we're, we're taking another change we're going to be moving on uh you know we're going to be doing more solo things and uh, of course the guests will be coming back anytime now but i just want to uh get you guys prepared but yeah it's been a wild couple of weeks um i mean my my whole attitude has just been wild i haven't been sleeping well so things are wild right now and uh I just, I'm just, I'm just cluing you guys in, just letting y'all know what's going on. So that's it. That's the little update. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I'm just, I got a lot to do and uh, I got to get this done. So I really appreciate y'all coming with me and I love you guys so much. And I really do appreciate y'all that, that stick with it and, and always are there. So everyone be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys on Friday with the wonderfully talented Grey Couch.